And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of the crazy bus that we're on called the Christian Journey. First, amazingly, and not by David Spoon's designs. This portion of the show follows in perfect concert with the first, third, half, and quarter of the earlier part of the show. Hence, methinks, we need to pay attention. The call and the command of Jesus are to carry one another's burdens as the family of God. This is the new commandment that Jesus gave to the church. To carry one another's burdens is to know them well enough to know what those burdens are. The command is to know others. Next, next to that is the need and desire to be known. We need, let's just get it straight and be honest, we need to be appreciated too. That's just true. There's the irony of being a Christian. God knows us inside and out, still chose to be with us. We often neglect that God has created a place of being known for the church. It's not even called the church, but it happens in church. It's called fellowship. That's where that takes place. That's why we pray that the show will be like a fellowship. Finally, an incredible truth that will help us reach out to others is the same principle that helps us forgive others. So first, we receive the forgiveness, and then we extend forgiveness. Well, we welcome the fellowship from God, and then we can welcome the fellowship with one another. You see how that works? Yay, God, I'd love to hang out with you. Oh, yay, God's kids, I'd love to hang out with you. And that, my friends, is pretty cool stuff. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey. 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 How you doing over there? Hey. Hey. You doing all right? Hey. 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 <laughs> We're asking you. What do you think? You can email us live during the show. <laughs> we don't get a lot of those, but you have to offer it, right? David at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. You can also text us during the show 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972 445 0770. But when you call 972 445 0770, there's something amazing that happens because, you know, when you call that number 972 445 0770, you end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like getting a free car wash. Wow. And then you will be. Want to know why I bring that up? <laughs> Just in case you're curious. 
yesterday, uh, we uh, opened up the garage door, and apparently a, a whole a legion of ducks and geese decided to fly over Noel's car. And when I say fly over the car, I mean isolate the car specifically <laughs> and bombs away. <laughs> so car wash fresh on the mind. Right? Gotta gotta understand how that works. All right. So the bottom line is any topic is open for conversation. We'll talk about food. We'll talk about life. Uh, we can talk about sports. Sports has been harder since it got political. It used to be a much more fun because it was entertainment. Movies were a lot more fun before they got overly political. I mean, the Avengers was great. And then you get into the Avengers like five or six. It's like, what happened? Anyhow, bottom line is, if you have a Bible question, we'll do our best. A theological question, a church-oriented question, we'll do what we can to accommodate. I think it's important to understand that we are a little more eclectic in the capacity that I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination, and then degrees from Baptist and Pentecostal universities, so that kind of makes it all a little bit more interesting. The bottom line to the process is not to complain. Okay, complaining is not healthy for any of us. It doesn't impress God. And when you call up, kvetching is what we call complaining in Yiddish, is not a helpful process. But sharing praise reports is, sharing prayer requests is, that's a part of what we do. And the reason that's so important is because it helps us fulfill the command that Jesus gave us, which is the new commandment in John 13 love one another. Remember the summation command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. This That was the summation of the commands, but he gave us a new command in John 13, love one another. There became a special commitment to the, the people of God that the Lord wants inside all of us. It's that same text that talks about that being one of the best witnesses that people will see the love that we have for one another, and then all men will know we're his disciples. So it's important for us to grasp all that. So we want you to be able to call in. We want you to be able to text in. We want you to be able to email in. We do Bible trivia. We'll do that right now. And then we're going to do a prayer for all of you because that's exactly what we're talking about. So here's your Bible trivia question. Shouldn't be too hard. Here we go. Who gave the interpretation which came true about a dream concerning seven fat cows and seven lean cows? Somebody gave that interpretation to Pharaoh. Who was it who gave that interpretation? If you think you know, you are welcome to, uh, let's see, call in 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero, or you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, as well as you can send an email David at he must dot org. Now remember what I said, okay? This was to Pharaoh. <laughs> How do I say that again? <laughs> can I say that differently? This was to Pharaoh. Before Israel became a nation, somebody interpreted his dreams for him. Before Israel became a nation, gee, who was that who was in Pharaoh's presence when that took place? We'll let you try and figure that out. In the meantime, we're going to run long. I can just tell you right now. Uh, In the meantime, let's um, 
do a prayer for everybody. Okay, we did get a little bit of a text saying that the radio is... Uh, Never mind. It's interrupting his voice messages. <laughs> that's funny, Eric. I got to say, that's a good one. All right, let's pray real quickly. Uh, we're going to pray for one another. And here's what I'm going to pray, kind of a little different. You know, we're praying about health and all this other stuff. I want to pray for all of you guys to become sensitive to one another and to other brothers and sisters, or more so sensitive is what I'm praying, Okay. So let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for everything. You're awesome. We love you. You are so kind to us. You are gracious to us. You help us grow step by step. We have so much to learn. And the closer we get to you, Lord, the more we realize how much we need you. But that's okay. That's part of the process of getting into that fellowship with you. And what we're praying together as brothers and sisters across these radio airwaves is simply this. Help us to have an increased level of sensitivity to one another. Help us to be aware that people need prayer, that people need support, that people need love, that people need encouragement. And when we give that to others, Lord, we also know that comes back to us, because what a man sows, that shall he also reap. And we're asking, Lord God, that you would help all of us be better brothers and sisters in the kingdom, better children of yours. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we do have somebody that's ready to answer the trivia question. I've given about a bazillion hints on that, so I'm just going to hope that works. Go ahead and send them on through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Eric. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm doing just great. Hey, I was trying to beat Al, and I can't seem to beat him, so I (laughs) decided to call in. Uh, Al is running a deep pow-pow campaign. I know. I I think he's cheating. (laughs) That's a good line. (laughs) He's cheating. He's doing something (laughs) sneaky. It's like playing Risk with our families. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. No. That's um, so good. All well, right. uh, Chris said that I I could get a uh, a Klondike bar and a, a car wash. I think. Wow! Wow! So. So, so, so I hope you get a bonus, Chris, because it's coming out of your pocket. Anyway, <laughs> are you ready for this one? I'm feeling pretty good that you're going to get this, especially with those extra hints. Uh, that I tried Extra to send. Hints. Okay. okay, sure. I would say Joseph. Okay, that is. When say that again. Say it out again. Say the name again. What Joseph. Yes, that is correct. Yes. And see what what happened initially is some people were thinking, well, gosh, is that Daniel? It's like, no, no. This is before Israel was a nation to Pharaoh, not to King Nebuchadnezzar. So you had to kind of separate those. Otherwise, you'd be thinking Daniel, who gave the dream interpretation for Nebuchadnezzar. So you got to think, no, no, pre that, pre that, pre that, before that. So excellent job, Eric. Another top notch response. Good job. Hey, God bless you, and God bless all the listeners. I I really have a I feel like I have a strong connection to just just their voice. Um, all the people are calling in. It's just amazing radio show. Yeah. Great job, David. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And and thank you and God bless you. It's more, what's most amazing is everybody's connection to it. I love it. It's just wonderful. It's a blessing. Good job, Eric. Right. Good job. All right. 
Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I still have to read some kind of passage, so let's just kind of fly with this for a little bit. (laughs) All right. What do you guys care? Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. So you guys remember, like, certain shows are really good, uh, television shows. Some some were really good. Some were really bad. But some had really good theme songs, right? So they could not be a a great show uh, but have a great theme song, Okay. Now, uh, what I did tell Chris was about a month ago I told you about the other uh, Amazing Grace theme song that, that came over to my so I'll remind you. So, like, one of the shows that we all watched when we were younger was Gilligan's Island. And Gilligan's Island had a, one of the first shows ever to include or incorporate in their theme song the story. In fact, that's how they created the show is they didn't know how to tell people that they were marooned on an island. So they put it in the theme song. But also Gilligan Island is also uh, the only other theme song on a television show that you can do with Amazing Grace. Oh, no, you think I'm kidding. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, and blind, but now I see, and blind, but now I see. Okay, so my point in telling you that is that theme songs can be uh, interesting, challenging, whatever, and I just wanted to get that out on the air because it's funny. And uh, here's a, a classic uh, theme song. Maybe you didn't like the series or not, but uh, people in the in the show Cheers just wanted to go where everybody knows your name. So see what Eric just said. See these lead-ins and how we've been talking about this? What Eric just said and what Paul said earlier, these all kind of work together. So Eric's like, you know, I, I, I get that connection with everybody, that the people are, you know, they're, they're a part of my life. And that's exactly what the kingdom of God is focused on. This is not to take away from a church, so don't get the wrong idea. Like I've said before, we don't do baptisms, although I'm going to be teaching on it pretty soon, and we don't do uh, communion, which are two requirements that that the New Testament church seems to have developed. Uh, Most likely that's accurate. But the bottom line is we are a fellowship, and that's one of the key elements is, is fellowship is to care about one another and take care of one another and know each other's needs and know each other's burdens. In fact, the hardest time I have on this show is, is you want me to tell you the hardest? I'll just tell you, is telling you guys to keep me posted on something we've prayed for. It's the worst thing. Because I always say, keep me posted, keep me posted, keep me posted. <laughs> you know, when you're asking people to pray, just keep them posted. Okay, that, that's my response. Because we should be doing that, right? We should be taking care of one another. We should be loving one another, just like we, we talked about the command. And the command was for, is, is for us to love one another. Uh, and, and in that love, we demonstrate our connection to Jesus. And then Paul talks about, you know, the, the Lord, Paul talking about the Lord using him to uh, have this opportunity to share the gospel. And now there's this new sister in the Lord. Well, guess what? Paul, because he's closely connected, has now a requirement from God to bear burdens with that person. That's how it works. And maybe, and so you can understand, maybe he won't see her or talk to her for uh, six months, a year, two years, five years, ten more years. God never said stop praying for them, stop caring about them. And so even when you're at a distance— you keep them in heart and mind, just like Paul referred to in his letters. He said, you're in my thoughts, you're in my prayers. 
exactly the same. All right, we'll take our break and then come back and we'll get into more specific teachings if I can. Good luck on that. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. 
Listen up. Here we go. During, during. So not after. Okay. It was during. So during means during. Jesus' transfiguration. During. Jesus' transfiguration. What words did the three disciples hear God the Father say? Ho, 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 ho. And not ho, ho, ho. Okay. That's, you know, okay. I'll do it again. Okay, I'll do it again. Uh, during Jesus' transfigurations, what words did the three disciples hear God the Father say? If you think you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to get the ballpark. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then david at he must org is the web uh, address the email address web address what's wrong with me you think it's just all the it must be all the stuff i've been doing <laughs> that's i'm going to use that as the excuse if that's okay all right all right so what did uh, what did they hear uh the what was it they heard the uh, father say so we do have somebody that's ready to do that uh we will <clears throat> get to them in a moment um i just Want and remember, this is on the Mount of Transfiguration, so I want you to separate that from the baptism. Hello, hello, got to separate one from the other because there's a real specific thing he said when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration with Moses and Elijah. So there's something very specific he said. Uh, there you go, Roger. Roger nailed it down. Uh, do we have somebody uh, to answer the trivia question? Okay, because I got to walk them through. I might have to. There we go. All right, send them through. <laughs> ding ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is uh, Brother Ace. Brother Ace, you will not believe how Eric and I just texted earlier today, saying we hope to hear from Brother Ace today. <laughs> 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 Well, I've been here. I just hadn't called in. I thought that some of you folks come in and get a taste of the honey. Yeah. Now, you know, I love that, that you are just, just, you're just like the staple of the show. So Mary's like the mom, right? Like everybody's mom. And then you're, uh, like, you're like the staple of the show. It's like, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm like a patriarch, yeah. I'm, I like all right, how you how are you feeling, by the way? Because I know you were having a few problems. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, I got cancer on my nose, and uh, so I need prayer for that. Okay. Uh, otherwise, that's my my main battle right now. So, and throat problems, uh, vocal problems. So, okay. I'm fighting a little battle. Well, let me pray for you real quickly before we do go on, because that's but, the most important part. Yeah. Okay. Please, please. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now and lift up our precious brother Ace. He is. He is a just a grace and a blessing in all of our lives, and we are just asking you to touch him physically. We know he's got uh, that cancer, and we were concerned about that. Now we're asking you, Lord, we want you to be more invasive in regards to healing him and, and protecting him and freeing him up from, from such a discouraging and, uh, and, and just fearful kind of concept. Take it away from him, Lord. You're bigger than any of that. You're stronger than any of that. You're wiser than any of that. You're more powerful than all of it. And we ask you to bring vitality and life into our brother, into his body, and into all of his circumstances, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. 
All right. Thank you're, you. You're more than welcome. All right. Now I'm going to say, because I, I, I don't know if you caught this, uh, this little part of it. So you got Jesus. He's on the Mount of Transfiguration. You got Moses and Elijah, okay? And what some people have done is they have kind of mixed up what God the Father said at the baptism versus what he said at uh, the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the chance to set us set us straight. <laughs> yeah, I get I get what you're. I know. I see the confusion. I, yeah. I can see that. Yep, yep. All right. What he said? He, yeah, he he said, "This is my beloved son. Listen to him." That is correct, sir. <laughs> there it is. So this is the big differential between that baptism and that moment with Moses and Elijah is Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets. And and God the Father says to the disciples, this is my son. Listen to him. One of the biggest establishments of the New Testament and the New Covenant is that moment. And most people don't understand that, but it says that Jesus was was shining brighter than the sun. He was so bright they couldn't look. It's like, what was that all about? (laughs) What does that, what, what that mean? What does that mean right there? I mean, I've never seen a sci-fi go that brilliant, but wow. And so that's a really important yeah. part. So excellent catch. That was really, really important. Yeah. Excellent work. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you hanging on that string, but we'll pull you through, all right? All right. You got it, bro. Okay. We love you. All Thank right. you. God bless you. All right, excellent call. We'd actually done that. Uh, Eric tested me, said I was thinking about Ace, and I said, praying he calls in today. Boom! You think that's not a celebration? You bet it is. I ain't bragging about it. I'm rejoicing in it. Are you kidding? It's so cool. All right. Uh, All right, the teaching part and then the joke part. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do this. I might have to wait on the joke. Well, we'll see. Eh. All right, let me get a little more in the teaching part. So there's something important about understanding how to love one another that uh, I do think escapes uh, a a practical approach, if that makes sense. And if I say this bad, just forgive me. And, you know, you love me anyway because you have to, whether I'm your brother or your neighbor or your enemy, you have to love me one way or another. Uh, But there there are times in our lives where we think of our engagement with God this way. So I'm going to read you one psalm. And then I'm going to read you another psalm and just follow follow the bouncing ball for a minute. In Psalm 25, verse 16 and 17, uh, David said, turn, turn to me and be gracious, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. So there's this understanding in this psalm that there is tremendous personalized affliction. Okay, and there's no, it's not an argument or anything. It's like, yep, 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 that's what's going on. Relieve me of the troubles of my heart. Somebody's really hurting on the inside. This next psalm is where, that is where we need the help in that first psalm. This is where we want to move to from that psalm. And that's this psalm, 68, 5 and 6. A father to the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell on a parched land. The idea behind this is that God is the one that makes the home for somebody who's lonely or makes the home for those of us who feel alone. Every one of us, whether you've been in a crowd or not, has, has felt alone 
And the key connector is to understand that God has made a commitment to be a home for those that feel or sense that loneliness. The reason that I'm laying this foundation is so you can understand how important it is for us to become a home for those other people in our lives who also suffer from loneliness. It's the whole point. You can't really give what you don't have. But we, in an enormous amount, have this commitment from God that says, I'm with you. I will never leave you. I am by your side. P.S. I do know all the sins you've, you've committed, have committed, are committing, and will commit. But I will never abandon you. In fact, I pledge eternity to you. I pledge it by oath. I pledge it by promise. I pledge it by declaration. I will always be there for you. I will never fail you. I will never walk away from you. Because we get that unbelievable, incredible promise and blessing, we have a capacity because of God to extend to other people a place to come to when they're lonely, and that's to you. You become a place or a vehicle of that graciousness God has poured upon you. And that's what the brothers and sisters are supposed to do. I know it sounds like, that sounds like very like, you know, you know, theoretical. And blah. Now, here's how it goes. God made it so that you will never have to be lonely, and he wants you to use that gift he has given you to make that true for others too. Okay? that I mean, that's the simplicity of it. And when God made all these incredible commitments to you and I, and they're just lights out incredible. This commitment that God has made, just think of this. Matthew 1 talks about Jesus. Okay, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. He's with us. What does Matthew 28 say? I am with you always. He's with us. Hebrews 13, 5, he's with us. Deuteronomy 31, 6, he's with us. Joshua 10, he's with us. 1 Samuel 10, he's with us. 1 Samuel 18, 14, he's with David and everything he does. The idea behind this, and then Haggai 1, I am with you, says the Lord. The idea behind this is that God is always with us, and we receive that, and then we extend that. And that's why it's important for you to care about other people. That's you can't. I can say it a bazillion different ways. You know, it's what our it's what our DNA is. We'll, we'll do that when we come back. We'll do history into the DNA. But listen to the simplicity. God has made a place for you, so you won't be lonely. Do the same for your brothers and sisters. Let them know they can go somewhere. Be a person of confidence. Be a person who can hold confidence. Be a stand-up Christian a stand-in Christian, and a step-up Christian. And be a person where people can go to. That's what God wants us to do. And you think, well, am I supposed to approve their sin? No. <laughs> Let me just say this so that nobody's missing this. No, but you're not supposed to abandon like the world abandons. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble on the earth. He said, there's trouble. <laughs> he didn't use the River City line. But uh, he did say, there's trouble. He said, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right? All right. We'll take a break and then come back and figure out what we're doing. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Kela surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I have to give you a really difficult trivia question. Okay? We're not going to play the horn, but it is tougher than you think. Here we go. To whom did Jesus say? To whom did he say it? And don't say everybody because we already know that because it's in Scripture. But to whom did he say everything is possible for him who believes? Everything is possible for him who believes. Who, 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 who. Now, I am looking for something specific, but I'll give some wiggle room. 
because that's actually a little tougher than people think. So he said, uh, everything is possible to him who believes. That one, when he said that one, that one right there. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So you can do any of those. Those will work. Uh, We do have our history, and we do have our DNA uh, so we'll do the DNA in a minute and the history. We might have to forego the joke. I believe we'll have to go for a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's that captures my sentiment exactly. Sometimes you just gotta say it in a clip. That's how it goes. You should see what I wrote in my paper. Oh, you just oh, so fun. Anyhow, because these are not people in the academic world who are used to, I don't know, laughing or anything like that. Uh, Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Should we do that first then? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Or the history. What do you think? The trivia or history? Trivia. Okay. All right. Let's uh, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, Orange. Will Rogers. Hey, brother, how are you? Aren't you glad I called, and I hope you don't skip the joke. (laughs) It's It's the best and worst part of the show. (laughs) Right you are. (laughs) That is absolutely the truth, isn't it? This is the best part and the worst part at the same time. All right, right, brother, here we go. To whom did Jesus say, everything is possible to him who believes... I think that was Nicodemus. No, but but stay there. Stay there with me, okay? Because that's a really good assessment because you're going into John 3. But remember there was uh, there was a person, in, and he was not a mom, but a – the opposite of a mom would be a – Well, that would be a dad. Yeah, and his son – was going, I mean, he was having it so, so his son. Oh, the son that needed to be healed. Yeah, there it is. Ding, 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 That's it. So his son was having a spirit problem. This was after the transfiguration kind of uh, process time-wise, but it's like he's, and the guy's like going, well, you know, if I can, Everything is possible to him who believes. That's where that exchange took place. And then he's like, "Oh, everything's possible." And then he goes, "I believe. Help my unbelief." That's what he. That's what I he was found thinking. Out. It was response to Nicodemus about uh, not being sure about how to get born again. Yeah, that, and that's a great take on it, though, because that you would think that's right in line, and I don't think it's that far off. So I think you did a great job. So, but you got there anyway. It took an extra step, but we got you there. <laughs> Okay, you have a blessed day, sir. All right, God bless, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we have so much to do and try and figure out, so let's just do it. We're going to have to do some of it. First, let's do history, because it takes more time to write history than anything else. So go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Let's go All right, we'll do these relatively quick. It's flip a coin day. Here's the thing about flipping a coin. So the idea behind flipping a coin is for whatever the chances that it'll land, that's how you're going to go, right? So if you have many people have flipped a coin. Oh, you want to do this way or this way? I don't know. Flip a coin. And you'll always know what the answer is when the person you're with or you say, 
Two out of three. <laughs> three out of five. You know, five out of nine. That tells you you already have your answer. Okay, so I'm just helping people along so they don't get stuck in that. Today is National Hazelnut Cake Day all day long. I'm good with that. You like sure. that? Sure. Yeah, I think that's good. It's Oscar the Grouch Day. Huh. I didn't know it was my sister's birthday. Uh, and then uh, also, <laughs> well, I just defied this last part because it says say something nice day. Well, I blew that one. All right. I'm doing my best. Leave me alone. Uh, 1938, protective helmets are worn by baseball batters for the very first time. I didn't know that. I had no clue. Uh, 1975, that's when President Ford took a trip where he fell down. And then uh, that's when Chevy Chase did the parody and so on and so forth. Okay. And then uh, last thing to tell you, four-minute mile, uh, 1957 on this day, Don, uh, Don Bowden became the first American to run a four-minute mile. Rogers Bannister of Britain had done it three years earlier. But then since the four-minute mile has gone, hundreds and Thousands of people have beat that four-minute mile, which tells you it was more mental than anything else. You can't go faster than four minutes. Oh, yes, you can. Now, me, I can do a mile in 40 minutes, but probably not four. Oh, I can do it less than a minute in my car. Well, that's a good point, right? I love cars. Anyway, like you love batteries. (laughs) And thumbs. We'll save the joke towards the end. We'll do some DNA now and get into the text. Oh, hang in there. Uh, DNA, one of the most important things, and I wrote about this in my doctorate paper, that we do this on the show every day. And I had to explain it to him because part of the doctorate paper uh, had to do with A. So we'll do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day we should be seeking, pursuing, moving further in. That's just a just a no-brainer. Everybody, I mean, I love what Paul said. He wakes up and he goes, well, use me, Lord. It's like that is doing that. Just Even if it's 10 seconds, you're just like, yes, Lord. What? Anything today. Just keep me, keep me aware. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what he has to say. I promise you prophetically that as the time gets worse, this will become one of the biggest issues. Jesus's words will, the enemy will try to outlaw them. He will use the world system to try and do it. And people of the flesh will try and support it. I'm just telling you right now, you've heard it here. No, no, don't ever. Well, I don't know how it came about. We've been, I've been talking about this for 15 years and it's getting worse and worse. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which is the big part of DNA. That means that you are sensitive to God if you're ready to serve, plus you're aware of other people, which is the whole context of what we're talking about in this message. The idea is for us to move past us. And it's not that it's wrong to bring your needs before the Lord. It's just wrong to only bring your needs before the Lord. It's not that it's wrong for you to petition God on an issue that's drastic or draining or even even minute. But it's when all of the focus that we do is on ourselves and we can't focus on anybody else. And it's just not what Jesus wants. And it's like, then you just got to go, yeah, that's not, I'm not doing that right. And that's the whole, the premise of dying to ourselves is so that we, as the person itself, are not at the center of everything. That's why DNA is actually important, because it really is trying to communicate others are a part of our universe. Remember that. 
Uh, does everybody do that perfectly? No, but you got to start somewhere. So in the text that we were talking about, and then we'll, hopefully we'll have time to do the joke. 50-50. John 13, in John 13, uh, verse 31, this is what Jesus talked about. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for me, the Son of Man, to enter into my glory, and God will receive glory because of all that happens to me. And God will bring me into my glory very soon. Dear children, how brief are these moments before I must go away and leave you? Then, though you search for me, you cannot come to me, just as I told the Jewish leaders. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So there's three elements in this that I'm going to pick apart, and I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation for those who are freaking out. Relax. But the, these three principles are well stated, and, and that is we've already talked about the fact that Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. He gives a summation of the law, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, love your neighbors, love yourself. Now he's like, okay, now i got something new I'm dropping in on you. Okay? It's like, well, really? And everybody's like, well, there's only two commandments. No, there's not. There's three. At three at the least, and certainly this one is of the latest, right? So Jesus says this. He says, and when he says it, you have to think about what he says. I'm giving you a new command. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Okay. So here's problem number one. Just as Jesus loved us, we should love one another. Well, how much did Jesus love us? He gave up his life for us. So <laughs> anything, anything in that realm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anything in that realm. Doesn't matter. Same principle. As I have loved you, you love one another. Uh Uh-oh. Think of all the things that Jesus did and put up with. And that's how we're supposed to love one another. Okay? Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Then he says this in verse 35. Your love for one another will prove... To the world that you're my disciples. So everybody wants to have a really cool witnessing program. Well, here you go. <laughs> here it is. You know, knock on doors and stick this here, put this video up, do this, give a brochures, all this. Well, the one that Jesus came up with is this one. <laughs> and it's this. If you love one another the way that Jesus loves you, you will be testifying to the love of Jesus. You just kind of know where to go from there. It's almost like, wow, that's a... And this is substantially different than, you know, when they're teaching the summation on the law in in the Matthew 22 and trying to say, well, blah, 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 blah. Look, you're, you're missing it. He's saying, I have loved you. How I have loved you, love one another. That will be your testimony. I will be glorified. More people will see the love and you will go ding ding. We're like uh, we're like connected. It's like yeah, there you go. And and when we get into this process, you think well, you know sometimes it's hard to love people. <laughs> sometimes are you create. I mean it's so hard. Often. That's why we need God's help. That's why the way to do this is to go back. How would I say this? To go back to the core, and that is. 
to remember how much he loved us and loves us and will love us and use that to move forward. Okay, we're going to take our break, believe it or not, and then come back. Uh, You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Very short break. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the jail of my soul. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, and you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while, you get some extra time in with the Lord, and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? Yeah. You want to know the answer to that, I, I guess, do. Huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elisha raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, sne- I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that uh, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, correct. That is exactly well, that, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> we'll to have sit to there and wonder. to find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it... it <laughs> It <laughs> could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where, as you can tell, we've ripped apart the time schedule, so it doesn't really matter. Here's your last trivia question. After one person was healed on the island of Malta, uh, to whom did all the people come to be healed by, according to Luke? In other words, after one person was healed, 
in on the island of Malta. A bunch of more people came to that same person. Who was it that they came to? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You know, I can do that really fast. 972-445-0770. Okay, 972-445-0770. Who did the healing on, on Malta? I mean, not, of course it was the Lord, but who, what human vessel? Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-8483, as well send an email, david at org. Plus, we're going to send you to the website right now to remind you that we need money. And what are you going to say? Money. You will give money. All right, go to the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Did you stop that short? No, that was it. Oh. You know, I just get into it and I start going down the road. Uh, all right, trivia question, then we'll do the joke. And I don't know. This is just how the show went. Uh, so one person was healed on the island, uh, Malta, and all the people came to be healed by that same person. According to Luke, which uh, wrote Acts 27 and 28, hint, hint, who was that person who was praying for people to be healed? If you think you know the answer, you can call uh, – pull up the right sheet. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or send an email david at hemusincrease.org. I only have a few minutes left, and so I'm kind of counting on Chris to kind of wave me down with that last minute and let me know. In the meantime, here you go. If God had a voicemail. Ready? Okay. Again, there'll be some interfaith stuff spursed in this, so nobody write me an email going, well, that's not theologically correct. Okay, okay, stop. It's a joke if God had a voicemail. Here, here's what it'd be. Thank you for calling heaven. I am sorry all of our angels and saints are busy helping other sinners right now. However, your prayer is important to us, and we will answer in the order it was received. Please stay on the line. If you would like to speak to God the Father, press 1. If you would like to speak to God the Son, Jesus Christ, press 2. If you'd like to speak to God the Holy Spirit, press 3. If you would like to hear King David sing a psalm while you are holding, press 4. To find a loved one who's been assigned to heaven, press 5, then enter his or her social security number, followed by the pound sign. If you get a negative response, please hang up and try the area code 666. For reservations in heaven, please enter john 3 semicolon one six for answers to nagging questions about dinosaurs the age of the earth life on other planets and where noah's ark is please wait until you arrive if you are calling after hours and need emergency assistance please contact your local pastor there you go right that's good right if god had a, god had a voice that's the one the one thing I will say. I mean, the teaching part's done, so just get over it. But the one thing I will say is the way that it is when you pray is, especially when you're younger in the faith, you pray, and it's like answers happen a lot sooner. But there's this other thing you, you fall into. When the answer from the Lord is yes, it's yes. When it's no, it's no, because no, no. But the answer that comes most often is, hold, please. <laughs> so you you pray. It's like, ding, hold, please. You're like, 
I always said, just like AT&T or, or Verizon, it's like, uh, thank you for calling. Can you hold, please? Thanks. And just like, <laughs> okay. All right. uh, trivia question. Got to make sure I do the trivia question. Uh, this went off the rails hours ago. <laughs> After one person was healed on a certain island, all the people came to be healed by whom? Who were they healed by? Of course, it was by the Lord. But what human agent was it? According to Luke in Acts twenty-seven twenty-eight, that would be the Apostle Paul. That's the Apostle Paul. Remember, he healed the chief priest and then, or the chief, the chief on the island. Then everybody started coming to him and flocking and so on and so forth. So, even though actually Paul healed nobody, only God, right? Only God saves. Only God heals. Only God. Well, it's just a good thing to remember for the rest of the day. Only God. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoon Andy. Talk to you then. Just as I am, you reach down and see. Just my freedom at the cost of his the views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.